I'm Scott Jennings, and today we're talking about anatomy of a change. Executive summary. Construction changes, they're generally handled in a similar way in most contracts. And as a contractor, you should develop, you can develop, good habits and controls to ensure that you capture time and cost impacts as they occur. Anatomy of a change. Changes occur in a majority of construction contracts. They're not bad. They just happen for numerous reasons. Knowing how to track them and to receive both time and cost impacts from your owner, key to financial survival. The playbook. So in the article, you'll see there's a graphic, if you will, on just the sequence of how a change develops and how it's managed through a contract. I would suggest you go check it out because obviously you're not going to see it here on this oral recording that I'm providing now. But... Uh, let me actually, let's talk about that right now. So if you actually go to the graphic that was provided on the actual article, several steps on here, and it all starts in the upper left with the green start button. And the first thing that happens with a change starts before you even bid the job. You probably have a contractual responsibility to investigate and examine the site. That's a legal term. You'll see that sort of language in a lot of contracts, but you should have gone out before the job started and looked at the available site conditions. Now, if you're a window guy putting something you know, in a building 40 stories high, which hasn't even been built yet, perhaps a site visit isn't, isn't necessary. But if you're working underground, you bet it is. Did you see that there was a tree in the way? Did you see that there was an overhead line in the way? You have an obligation to investigate and examine the site pre-bid. Usually it's in the contractor's representation section or maybe invitation to offerers. You can look in there and see if you see something in there. That's where all changes are going to start. Did you even look at the site? Anyway, so you look at the site, and then you bid the job, and then you win it. Congratulations. You're out there working, and now what happens? Now you have a change, or you have a potential change. The first thing you're going to want to do is actually assign a PCO, potential change order number, to it. A PCO number, you can have one, you can have a dozen, you can have thousands of PCOs on a job. Anytime you hit something, you encounter something that might result in time or cost change, give it a number. Number one, then number two, then number three, then number 100, then number 101. Just keep assigning numbers to it. And what can also be good is within your cost control, cost code system, in your accounting system, each of these numbers you're assigning can correspond to a cost code. So if you have costs... The crews can code their time for their labor and their equipment and materials all into that corresponding sequential code. One, two, three, four, five. After you assign a PCO number to it, this is a potential change order. All potential change orders don't go to change order. That's why they're called potential. But you should be asking yourself as you're executing this work, do I know now if this is going to result in a time or cost impact? If the answer is yes, yes, I have officially been impacted, you better write a letter. You need to notify. And a notification can come in various forms. It should never come orally. You should always provide it in writing. And the best way to do that is with a letter. Write a letter, refer to the actual paragraph number in the contract. You know, per paragraph such and such, I'm notifying you that I have been impacted in time and or cost. An email does work. Even a text works. You know, all of this is legal and all of it's admissible. If you don't know now whether or not this change is impacting you in time or cost, then just continue to document, document, document. Take photos. Write RFIs. Make field notes. Make diary notes. After you've 
experience the time and cost impacts, whether the time and cost impacts are done or you're at some time in the process of experiencing this change, you're going to want to provide time and cost impacts. You're probably going to have to provide cost and time impacts according to the contract at some schedule. Maybe 30 days after you experience the change, you've got to notify them how much it costs and how much time it costs the project. Again, you know, you're going to have to read your contract, maybe consult your attorney, ask your project management staff to actually look it up. But when you provide the cost and time impacts, I want 10 days, I want $100,000. There is a manner in which that information must be provided to the, to the owner. It probably requires, you know, a detailed listing of or tabulation of labor and equipment costs at certain rates pre-approved and or markups which uh, are included in the contract. You need to provide that in accordance with the contract. And then when you've provided that information, the next question is, did you, the contractor, and the owner come up with an agreement, an agreeable time and cost to add to the contract? If the answer is yes, we came to an agreement, it's going to be eight days and $80,000, great. Here comes a change order. If you never were able to come to an agreement, then you're going to have to go to probably what's called in your contract the dispute resolution portion of your contract. You'll have to look it up. It's called dispute resolution or some other similar name. Whatever it is, it involves the next steps, which are possibly going to court, possibly it goes to a higher contracting officer within the organization. Who knows? But there's probably something in your contract to resolve disputes. And either way you go, if you get a change order, your matter is resolved. If you don't get a change order and you go to court or whatever it is, then eventually your issue will be resolved, depending on how far you want to chase it. My story? My story is I've been using this system forever. The acronyms may be different. Maybe a PCO is called a PCI in your organization, whatever it is. The process that I've lined out and this lined out in the article is pretty typical for any construction job, any construction project, any owner. You'll have to do a study of the actual contract to see what exactly is required in time and content of providing your changes, uh, providing your change proposals to the owner. But at the end of the day, it pretty much all works like it's uh, lined out there. And these are good habits you can start to instill today. And when you start to use these habits, you're going to be able to manage your changes a lot better. Work safe.